Welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. And I'm Sexy Jordan. Sexy Dating Jordan. Ooh. So. I, uh, yeah, I'm Elizabeth. Today we have a very special guest. Me? Is it Sexy Dating Jordan? No. Oh. Look to your left. <gasps> Wait, I'm looking where? I'm looking about four, uh, sorry, 48 sorry, feet in the air. Your other left. Jordan doesn't know left. Right? Okay. Now I'm looking down. I just see the floor. No, where, not down. I'm... Just like look Dead at center. the person who's sitting right next to you. Oh, it's Sexy Jordan. There's a mirror. <laughs> We're joined today by our dear friend, Elizabeth, who maybe you've heard about in previous episodes We've of Sad Boys. We've referenced almost exclusively with concern. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I had this interaction with Elizabeth, and Elizabeth has caused this issue for me. Mm-hmm. I have a story about Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth's on the episode. Yay! And do you have any things you want to say for yourself? Yeah, I'm just really proud that I'm finally infamous. That's been one of my goals. Is that uh, better than famous? Yeah, because you're famous for negative things. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, oh, you sorry. Yeah. Are you just defining infamy for us? <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks. I mean, you asked if it was better than famous. Do, so. do you want to be infamous because fear is a more powerful tool than love? Definitely. 100%. Love that. That's why I'm here today. To spread fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to talk about our topic, which is dating. Elizabeth, you've uh-huh. dated, correct? No, actually, that's also why I'm here, because I'd really like to learn how that tips. goes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a date. Wow. The three of us are on a date right now. That's, wow. That's how this, go- you just get tricked into it? Yeah. Well, we organized this in advance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, I mean, pretty sexy. I think we could agree. It's, right? It is We've got a, a LaCroix. Date. We do have a LaCroix. We're <laughs> we the LaCroix, LaCroix boys. <laughs> Present at all dates, LaCroix. So our friend Elizabeth is joining us today to talk about dating, uh, our experiences with dating, why... No one responds to my messages on dating apps. <laughs> but we'll also Lauren. Be- <laughs> so a quick disclaimer about dating. Um, this is going to be a fairly heteronormative dating discussion. We are all, you know, straight people. <laughs> yes, uh, we're all people. We're all people. Each one of us is people, and each one of us is straight. We're straight. Pupil. I think that's an interesting conversation to be had with uh, a guest from the LGBT. I was going to say, I actually don't identify as straight, but oh. but I've only been in heteronormative relationships. I interesting. Now I feel bad because I admit. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> no, it's not something that like everyone knows, and. And now it's an exclusive <laughs> on the sad boys. I, I mean, I'm interested. I don't necessarily, you know, let me know if this is too invasive a question too early in the show. Uh, Obviously, we usually only ask the really invasive questions after 15 minutes or so. But uh, to kick off, like, how would you quantify the idea that you aren't uh, heterosexual necessarily, but have only been in the heteron relationships? Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, there's like so much to unpack there. But I would say... A lot of it is because of my upbringing and like growing up in a very conservative family. Um, it like never even crossed my mind that I could like actually do that in a comfortable way. Right. And I also like do just really like men in general. So I never had like a problem Thanks. only you, dating men. <laughs> yeah. You like specifically you like men in the army. You like yeah. men in general. Yeah. Just yeah. And you've actually made some pretty <laughs> inflammatory general. comments about how only men should be in the army. Could you care to speak on that? Yeah. I think only men should be in the army because they all have, you know, just so much to work out and the army is a really good place to get your emotions. Oh, work. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's women would be very effective. Yeah. <laughs> but you're saying that just men need the release. Exactly. 
exactly. Yeah, yeah, because they really have nothing else and they have no way to communicate their emotions. Yeah, because men just can't talk about feelings, right? Thanks thanks for taking my very insincere, dumb joke and turning into something very insightful. Yes, that's very much the case. Men can't talk about feelings at all. Um, (laughs) They've never been good at it. And there's certainly not a podcast on the subject that we're recording. Well, we're the only two. I'm going to throw away the microphones if you'll uh, you'll hand them over. (laughs) I'm going to throw away the microphones and then throw myself away. Yeah, I identify as bisexual or like pansexual because I just am in love with people based on who they are and not necessarily what their gender identity is. That's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, man. I, cause really I only care about cash. Mm-hmm, true. That's the main thing well, for me. Yeah, and I only care about butts. Nice dude. Yes. yes. 420. Right. Uh, right. Buds, 420. Right? I didn't look up what that means. I it's just know it's butt like a town uh, day. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Happy 420. Also happy Taurus season to both of you. Today is the first day of Taurus season. Wait, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. It begins. Yeah, it begins. It's your season. Wait, what so, can I do only... Is there, again, like special powers or something? Yeah, you basically, like, you can summon the devil whenever you want to do, do your that. bidding. Yeah, it's fun. That's pretty cool. Um, do my bidding, really? <laughs> Seems like a waste of his time. What, yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. what does that really hey, mean? I, you mean, like, it means you can summon the devil to an auction house? He's <laughs> 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 really a very savvy financial manager. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's that? Uh, it looks like the bid goes to the man in all red. <laughs> <laughs> is that Al Pacino? <laughs> <laughs> Who, the man with horns. <laughs> uh, That's a great deal. <laughs> I'll dig it for... 500 Alex uh, he's it. now the yeah, devil he's on the Jeopardy, Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh bidding in any context yeah. yeah but do you even do bidding on Jeopardy no uh, you don't the, bid. well he specifically does the bit where you say how much you want to play for uh, yes. right, right, he does so final say, Jeopardy only I'll take and then the devil does like, $1,200 <laughs> yeah exactly um so we'll be talking about dating. Sorry, weird segue to briefly touch on an actual dating story that's only relevant right now. Okay. I went on a date last weekend where a girl explained the concept and logistics of Jeopardy to me. I, um, I really want to know how you got there. but I, I've never seen the uh, movie, I assume. The you movie never, Jeopardy. Well, well it, it sounds it's, like you didn't have a It's from the 80s. It was like an M. Night Shyamalan thing. Yeah, yeah. Twist. It had a really big twist ending. I, I've never seen it, and uh, it resulted in getting a pretty insightful breakdown of how the whole show works. So that reference to Final Jeopardy, I understood. All thanks to Bleep. Can't say her name for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about that more and other dating stories and experiences. I can't wait. Elizabeth's going to be the guru on this app. Yeah, I am not qualified to be the guru, but... We can't wait for you to transform our dating lives. (laughs) But first, Elizabeth, our guest, how was your week? My week was actually really good. I I feel like I came out of a weird slump of do you ever just feel weirdly insecure about everything in your life and there's no reason for yeah, it? Yeah, no, not at all. No. I'm feeling that way right now. <laughs> no, I would say that the two of us are pretty emotionally secure mm-hmm. and balanced, yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Um oh, yeah. unless you mean all of the time. Yeah, like <laughs> I you like go through a checklist of your life like okay, my work is going well. Mm-hmm. My friendships and relationships are going well. I have a good relationship with my family right now. There's no reason why I should be feeling weird, but you just like feel weird about stuff and start to question everything. Wow. 
I've never <laughs> checked all those boxes off before. I've I, always gone, well, work is a tire fire. Uh, <laughs> all of my friends hate me. Uh, I can't for the life of me figure out what I'm doing with my life. Well, usually when you start to make progress and you go like, well, all my friends like me, I'll jump in and be like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. I actually did some surveying and that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I never keep, want you to get too you, big for You keep me honest, yeah. <laughs> my haters um, keep me humble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, that's interesting. Do you ever find that, um, I think we talked about this a little bit last time, but do you ever find that it, be- it can become self-fueling in the fact that because you can't identify the thing yeah makes you feel like oh i'm so dumb why don't i know yeah 100 percent. i feel like that's like the the root of it is because i don't know exactly what it is that is making me feel weird like it just gets worse was it you're like it's clearly just me (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm broken yeah (laughs) was it this week it was like i would say it was like all last month and then this week was the first time that i felt really just like secure and happy about things again um and i think it's just good to remind i always remind myself now now that i've been on the earth for multiple years, years yeah, yeah. I mean, we can I, it. I, <laughs> it's for two weeks yeah. you honestly, now that i've been on the earth for a few days <laughs> you don't look a day over 60 thank you so much most people think that i'm like 75 so yeah. oh well i guess sorry I, would, I mean you look 25 years over 60 mm-hmm. you don't look a day oh, over 60 oh okay i yeah. well, I, I lost a bet so i guess i'll venmo you jordan <laughs> <laughs> oh no but what was i talking about oh yeah i just i am able to remind myself that every time i feel like that it's usually temporary mm-hmm. yeah. and the recipe for getting myself out of that is to really just focus on stuff that makes me feel good independently so nothing that i need to rely on other people for like instead of trying to reach out to a lot of people i kind of just reach in yeah and then and then it kind of solves itself and then people gravitate back into my life and i don't feel weird and insecure about stuff that sounds very healthy healthy yes (laughs) and do you feel like you actively did anything to get back to this place? Was it- yeah, definitely. I started meditating every single day when I like started to feel out of it. And I started journaling a lot, which is also a habit that I'd kind of gone out of. And On the daily? Yes. Um, I would just make myself write down like one sentence, even if I didn't feel like it. And then one sentence would always turn into more. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I want to give a shout out to an app that our friend made that I personally haven't used yet because I require iOS 11 and mm-hmm, I don't update mm-hmm, my phone because mm-hmm. uh, I don't want the man watching me. Uh, but Jarvis, you use it called Little Memory? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was designed by one of our former coworkers, actually. And it is a, it's a, like a little micro journaling app. Essentially, like every day at 9 p.m. it's like, hey, tell me about your day. And then you'll write like a tweets length or something um, of stuff about your day. And it's a little therapeutic in that moment, but then it will remind you like in 90 days, like three months from then or like a year from then. And it really helps me put into perspective like my men- the cycles of my mental state because I can be like, mm. wow, three months ago I was like going through it or I like was really deep and I wasn't able, like I was really deep in my own thoughts and feelings and wasn't able to like, I wasn't able to take a step back and look at things broadly um, and have perspective. And it really helps contextualize a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely. it's called the little memory. If you're, if you're into that kind of thing, check it out, yeah. download the app, give it a five star review on iTunes. This is the whole reason. We and while you're at it, <laughs> give us a five star review <laughs> yeah. on iTunes. In fact, if you really feel like it, just give us the five star because I assume you only get one. Yeah, you can <laughs> you only do. give one. Five. Each, each of show. us can give one rating. Oh, wow. 
and it has to be five stars. Uh, yeah. As we mentioned before, if you do try and give the show anything less than a five star, it'll tear a rift in the space time continuum. Yeah, S- something bad will continuum? happen. And I, I'm not going to tell you what. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, like, it'll, uh, sorry, it'll it'll cause a rift in the uh, the FaceTime continuum. <laughs> yeah, we next time we try and call you, our face will have a big cut in it. Yeah, 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 it's true. Or or your mom will just like show up in, in the, as a floating head <laughs> while you're like doing laundry. And... That's horrifying. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's, yeah. So don't fuck with the FaceTime continuum and give us a five star review, <laughs> please, for once. <laughs> Young Elizabeth, uh-huh. can may I ask you a question? No. <laughs> oh, okay, no worries. Jarvis, uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. How the hell was your week, my dude? I Were you about to <laughs> ask Elizabeth again how her week was? No, I had a nice question for Elizabeth. But she didn't want to you can ask. I changed my mind. You can ask me a question. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, I was going to ask you uh-huh. if you have any advice for people that want to get into something like journaling or I guess like a ritualistic habit at the end of the day personally Mm -hmm. i have a a terrible job of that there's like five different things i'd like to do at 9 p.m every single day have set alarms for and do not do yeah i think i almost feel like jarvis is better at this than i am because jarvis is really good at like making habits but i will say that okay jarvis i'm noticing a pattern where you go to elizabeth first and <laughs> yeah, she's is, not, then you keep telling me. me she's not the authority on this uh, this is this is speaking <laughs> welcome to, my to the delegation <laughs> <laughs> um no i think so i have to get over the hump of not wanting to do something and so i set like a very small expectation for myself um and something that just seems like much more manageable like writing one sentence versus you have to make a eight page entry yeah Um, and i just really go back to how good that made me feel the last time i did it yeah where i'm like even if i don't and this is this works really well for meditating and exercising too which are things that are like so essential to my mental health um and things that i like used to hate to make time for and now are very much a part of my routine um so i just like really hearken back to when it made me feel really good and like focus in on that and think you've never regretted doing this so there's no reason for you not to do it. And even if you only do it for a little bit and it it doesn't have to be good and it doesn't have to be like the best time you've ever done it, you just have to do it. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with that advice um, with journaling or writing specifically because I don't uh, journal as regularly as I'd like, but I just because I'm doing YouTube stuff, I like, have to write. And um, there are a lot of tricks uh, going back to that writing one sentence thing where if you're stopping writing on something, you can like leave yourself incomplete sentences. And when you come back, you like know how to finish that sentence. So it like tricks your brain into being like, oh, well, I know I know what comes next here. And then like this clearly follows with this other thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, with with running, like I I want to get better at like the exercising habit, and I'm still pretty bad at it. But one thing that I am able to do is, even if I like try to run and I can't run for as long as I want to, I'm like, hey, you know, this is still better than the time the day that I did nothing. Yeah, yeah, and I think reminding yourself that it's a nothing is a lateral journey, so you're gonna have days where you're really shitty at it. 
but you're still making some sort of progress and just being proud of yourself for doing anything versus not doing it. Well, clearly you've never played a side-scrolling video game, but <laughs> uh, specifically the lateral journey. Check it out on SNES. <laughs> yeah, I feel, um, like, I feel like I'm getting better at habit development. I, I just always tend to default to addictive behavior, which is not necessarily mm-hmm. non-productive. Like I'm working out a lot right now. You're working out most days really focus on like what nutrition I should be having when that whole kind of thing whereas I know for a fact that's not a sustainable lifestyle because I'm only doing it because right now I'm addicted to working out in a little bit of time I'll get addicted back to Smash Brothers or I'll get addicted to Overwatch again and that other stuff will drop out whereas if I was able to develop it as just a component of my existing lifestyle and then I supplement things with Overwatch and working out will the, it's like a much more sustainable idea that I tend to struggle to implement. Yeah, I definitely used to be the same way, but I think that you can remind yourself that it's okay to be super into something, especially in the beginning, and that it's it's okay to kind of drop off for a little bit and then meet a happy medium. But just never let yourself have those times where you're not doing whatever the habit is for longer than a week. That's the only time I'll give myself where I'm not doing a habit that I'm trying to work on. Like if I'm sick and I can't work out, I don't beat myself up for it. And I just say like, okay, I this is the maximum of me not doing this. There's also a lot of like other mental tricks that you can do. Like if you don't want to, um, I don't know, if you're like trying to build a habit of doing push-ups every day, this is just like a dumb example, and you like don't feel like you have the energy to do push-ups, Going to the place that you normally do push-ups and like not doing the push-ups, but sort of getting into the form and being like, mm-hmm. okay, here's where push-ups normally happen, <laughs> body and brain. Like, yeah. that's so true. I, we're yeah. not going to do it now, but like we we we're keeping this habit alive in terms of like the the neural pathways that are like lighting up whenever I when the clock hits 9 p.m. or yeah, whatever. Because our brains are assholes, and you yeah. literally have to trick your brain. Like any habit book, and like I haven't read the what is it? It's like the secret of keeping habits or something. The habit book, I think is what it's called. Bridge to Terabithia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think that's like half of it is creating consistent scenarios for yourself, like waking up at the same time and like just making very consistent environments. It literally, you have to trick your brain. Yeah. That's, I feel the most satisfied at the end of the day. If I kicked my brain's ass. Yeah. Just like, haha, bed at 8 30. My brain's like, not again. <laughs> yeah. You've defeated me, Jordan. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> Every time I do the dishes, instead of leaving them in the sink, I'm like, yes. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, but what about anxiety? And then it like, throws that. I do have a contentious, like, He Man versus Skeletal relationship with my own brain. Is that why you're it, doing a skeletal yeah. impression? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but that's, it, it feels a lot like that Thunder. because Wait, much like a that's, Saturday that's morning. Man. <laughs> that's not you get. <laughs> he man ho you know like much like a saturday morning cartoon where the stakes are relatively high but things always reset mm-hmm. that is like the relationship i have to my brain and my mental health is my brain will go mm, maybe you'll be uncomfortable for 48 hours no matter where you are and i'll be like okay that sucks but it'll go away right like and we'll do another episode next week <laughs> it's like yeah. yes nobody will die or anything like yeah. it's pretty low stakes yeah so that just reminds me of like some of the stuff we talked about on our cleaning house episode where it can feel so good and so Fulfilling. cathartic yeah. to to do these like menial tasks like even though they're not particularly like when you go to bed and you don't like do the dishes it doesn't 
you don't feel anything. Uh, and if and if you do feel anything, it's like kind of a like grody feeling where you're like, Ugh, well, I saw those dishes. But the work involved to clean the dishes is never that much work. You never do the dishes and go, oh, well, I lost my whole day because yeah. of doing all those yeah. dishes. Certainly not versus like the brain calories you're burning on like, oh, God, I should have done the dishes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, taking out the trash for me has been that recently. Like uh, because I, you know, what's that? What's that in the distance? The theme song? Oh, uh, no, I don't hear it. Sorry. Continue. Okay, well, trash update. Um, so, <laughs> why are you looking at me like Sorry, that? Sorry, no, please continue. It's, I don't hear the theme, so I don't know when it would happen. So. Okay. It's you're, it's not going to happen like when I start talking, is the it? The trash theme song? I don't see why. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't hear it, and I presumably I would know it was coming. So. Right, okay. So, anyway, I'm going to talk about my trash situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what You're hesitating. holding a metaphorical gun to my head. <laughs> What is it, what, what is it about me miming a trumpet in front of my mouth that makes you so nervous? Um. <laughs> what does it go ahead? Yeah. <laughs> the theme. I I, I know why anyway. you're nervous. I don't see the theme going. Anyway, um, I feel the same way about my trash <laughs> because I don't like going into my kitchen. And are we talking time. about trash because that's also like how your dating life feels right now <laughs> Jesus. wow so yeah taking out the trash is code <laughs> my my microphone melted <laughs> it is making a noose <laughs> i'm um, sorry that's i'm not normally that mean to you only to Jordan. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's not believable at all. I don't believe you, um, even slightly. But yeah, my. Uh, we should have had you on the bullying episode as the bully. <laughs> yeah. When I like walk into my kitchen and there's like a trash buildup, and I know that it could be like in the trash room in a trash bin yeah. somewhere, it, it like eats at my brain. Or like when I have a dirty room or something, it just like eats at like my headspace because it's like occupying. I could be having a conversation 20 miles away from like my apartment and I could feel <laughs> the the not cleanliness of yeah. like my room or my kitchen or whatever. How sad my trash is not being yeah. where it wants to be. I assume exactly. trash likes to go to the dump, right? That's where it's always, all it's like friends are. You know what's sad is I don't think of it like that. Like I, I really personify everything. It's like something I used to do when I was little. It's a problem. Wait, what? Personify it, like give it a personality? Yeah, like I just feel really bad like throwing things away. Aww. Don't you like hanging out with your buddies though? <laughs> trash wants to be with trash. Yeah, that's true. All right, well. <laughs> and that that was the topic, right? <laughs> that was Elizabeth's episode? week. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I really I'm actually starting to get worried about the trash theme because <laughs> like I did tell it to come and I'm worrying that maybe it got lost on the way here it's, yeah we never know oh, shit. one of those like will show up well my worry late. is that it'll just turn up at like 2am when I'm trying to sleep yeah <laughs> like, it's 45 minutes long so yeah. really throwing good. rocks at your window yeah it's got a boombox though um, <laughs> it'll be standing outside that's cute at yeah. least El Jarvis L Jarvis. L Jarvis, yeah. Is that Spanish for the Jarvis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. L the Jarvis. Uh, you had a week, correct? Uh, nope. Oh, crap. Okay. Wow. Shit. That's going to, you know that we do the, we always talk about weeks though in the show. Oh, okay. Can you just make one up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Jarvis, you had a week, right? Yeah, I had a week. I um, know what that is. I went to work and I hung out with friends. This is all sounds like a week, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I ate food. Yeah. Anything given you anxiety this last week? Um, so... Sorry, I don't want to frame it that way. Maybe you had an amazing week. Well, no, I my week was like, I was a little off 
my game with sleep this week. And so I felt tired a lot. Mm. And I felt very exhausted at like 5 p.m. Where like my brain will just like not allow me to move forward. Like despite like wanting to. I'll be like staring at. And today it happened to me even earlier in the day. Where I was just like staring at a document that I like needed to write. And I couldn't summon the (laughs) energy to keep writing it. Um, And that sucks. Uh, But I think overall it's fine. Like a lot of the things... Um, you know, I've like had some changes at work and part of my new like responsibilities involve like things that take a lot of energy to do. And I think that I'm present for those things. I just need to like adapt to that in a way that's like reserves my energy for the things I need it for. Mm -hmm. So I'm, it's kind of like in an RPG where you're like, all right, well, I've got this one health potion, so I'm going to use it right now. And then it's like, I don't know what's coming next. Really hope I find another one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's, yeah. That's kind of the situation I'm in where I'm like, at the end of the day, it's like, I still need my energy, but I was like, I've already used it. I'm like, okay. Do you know what the source of you losing your sleep rhythm? Oh, the sleep stuff. Um, sleep rhythm. The sleep thing? Rhythm, yeah. Rhythm? Mm-hmm. Okay. My sleep pattern? Sure. Okay. If you want to say it the wrong way. All right. It is, in fact, rhythm. Okay. <laughs> it's so, I think uh, it probably has to do with staying up this weekend a little bit. I mean, you no. do stay up until like four in the morning every single day. Yeah. So, that might contribute That's to That's not it. true. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep at like 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Uh, but, uh, I've been, well, so that's another thing is I've been trying to sleep earlier because I've been like exhausted at the end of the day and I, I like want to get back to not being exhausted. So I like want to go to bed mm-hmm. as soon as I can to get energy again. Yeah. No, and, I know what sleep is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, no, that's no, no, the thing no. where you like run on a treadmill for four hours. No, that's, right? that's, uh, that's, that's exercise so rhythm. Oh, oh right. yeah. Sorry. Right. Exercise rhythm. What's your sleep rhythm? Is that when you're like putting things in your mouth, chewing and swallowing? <laughs> uh, no, that's eat rhythm. Eat rhythm. <laughs> Sorry, eat rhythm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I my body desires sleep, and so I sleep. Uh, <laughs> I, I get tired at the end of the day, so I'm starting this thing where I close my eyes for eight hours. That's a really good habit to start. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth, any tips on how to start that habit? Yeah, yeah I would say just like drink a fifth of vodka. <laughs> Um, <laughs> dare me to drive <laughs> <laughs> is this related to sleep <laughs> no but um, you know that's all by Phil Collins in the air the night about that guy who could have saved that other guy from drowning but didn't and Phil saw it all in his show and found him that's kind of how this is <laughs> could have rescued me from drowning but it's too late I want a thousand downers now I'm drowsy <laughs> well and all I wanted was a lousy letter or a call Jordan how was your week <laughs> honestly my week's going pretty well uh, my tea's gone cold and running right <laughs> <laughs> I got out of bed at all. Oh, I have a good story about Dido, but oh my I won't God. tell it here. Wait, uh, is, that's not the main theme, but that it's Dido time. <laughs> it's a Dido theme. Elizabeth, you do the beat. Okay, so I hope that this is okay that I'm telling this, but um, is Dido gonna be upset? <laughs> she, she does listen. My friend got a text from this guy that she's been like hanging out with, kind of. You could say, you could call it that. Dido, yeah. And he said, <laughs> um, he said. This is super random, but I'm driving around in the rain and listening to Dido, and I thought maybe you'd like to know that. <laughs> Not where I was expecting that story to go. <laughs> I, well, to, it, for my money, I was kind of hoping it in some way included Dido. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> an offhand reference to the songs she does. That's fine. Um... <laughs> 
So, uh, generally, to, to quickly, you know, defend my definition of sleep, normally I would, like, get home after work and have a few hours where I'm doing stuff. Uh, recently, I've been having fewer hours and going to bed much earlier, often three hours earlier, and that's, like, affecting um, my sleep, I think. Okay, I respect that. Time, it sounds like you got a habit to fix, my dude. I'm working on it. You know, it's all about consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking that jordan hi how can how, i help how is how is your week i heard your tea's run cold and you're wondering why you got yeah, out of I got bed out about it all um well actually that has been quite the a morning issue. Rain <laughs> drops on your window and now you can't see it all, <laughs> see it all. yeah by window i mean face yeah <laughs> um i have actually been struggling to get out of bed a little bit because i too i mean my sleep's always atrocious but it's been particularly bad lately uh so i've been doing a bit of a reset as well now has anybody Hands up if you have, which will translate perfectly to be in an audio <laughs> medium. Uh, tried melatonin for their yes. sleep? Yeah, I have a story about that, actually. Um, you invented it. So I uh, use melatonin, and I also listen to Dido. <laughs> While driving around in my car, <laughs> and I thought you might want to know that. Yeah, that's really all I have to offer to that. What was your worry about whether or not you could tell that well, story? because <laughs> if the person Dido hates knew... <laughs> <laughs> I Dido don't want to out the person that was driving around in their car listening to Dido. Oh, right. No, we bleeped his whole name <laughs> and yeah. social security number that you said. I really I don't think that he would, he listens to anything. So there's probably a <laughs> <Dido>. <laughs> I mean, Dido and but Sad Boys are both on Spotify, so that could be something right crossover. next to each other, alphabetically. <laughs> yeah. A B C D Sad Boys. Uh, but yeah, my, my sleep's been a tad wonky, so I've been fixing that with drugs and some more rhythm, some more rhythm. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, and it's been going okay. It, it, I'm completely burned out, to be totally honest. I'm like just knackered, but it's been a very productive and healthy week otherwise. So it's a nice kind of burned out. Like I'm ready to mm. be useless for. 48 hours over the weekend. Yeah. We're recording this on a Friday evening for context. On 420, bro! <laughs> hey! Ha-ha! The friggin' sex number order, oh, right? Yeah. That's what it's for. Smoker, it's what? It's remember, tell me what it is because I oh yeah I've so been it's to be cool. you leave out milk and cookies for Snoop Dogg mm-hmm, as yeah. I was telling you earlier sure and then at his house or you watch house. movies by John Krasinski's wife <laughs> Emily Blunt yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you have a script <laughs> you've been thinking about that uh, yeah it's four twenty and I'm 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 burned out and I'm looking forward to being nice and relaxed for about forty eight hours I have to do some green card stuff tomorrow which I'm not completely thrilled mm. about is that but, a soccer thing like when yeah you do I have bad. to yeah you get a yellow card when you do something bad you get a red card when you do something really bad you get a green card when the ref's just like this is good <laughs> yeah that's what I thought <laughs> you ever seen that they get a second ref who's just an enthusiast <laughs> he's yeah. just running around with a green he's a card he's a fan like, hey great this is really fun yeah I uh, overall positive week. However, I am back in the dating scene. Okay. Took a little bit of a hiatus, but I'm back on Hinge. Never used Hinge before. Hiatus, 420. Ha yeah, ha. How, <laughs> how long was your hiatus for? Um, I don't know, maybe three or four months. I just oh. I, I stopped dating for a little while just because it was on the list of things I was interested in doing. It was like the fifth most interesting thing. and I had time for four things. Um, but I'm excited to jump in and talk about it a little bit today. I, I also want to ask why Hinge? Of all of the choices out there. I'll give a shout out to Hinge. I think Hinge is kind of the shit. I'm not the world's biggest fan of dating apps. I have nothing against them morally. I just have never really enjoyed them all that much. I I see the practicality, but I I get bored very quickly when Mm -hmm. I'm on a dating app. I don't like talking to people on them particularly. I like the match and then the, hey, would love to go out or something. But the minutia, the chat is not for me. Um, 
just because there's so little data you can scrape. But as far as engagement goes, I like Hinge. It's, the system is not dissimilar to Tinder, but instead of swiping right, it instead presents like a full profile with a few quotes of them an- answering uh, prompts. So it'd be like, where would I find you at the party? Or uh, what are your three favorite movies? Something like that. And people will answer a question, then they put a photo, answer another question, then they put a photo. That happens three times. You then like one of those six or seven options. Like you like their answer to a question or you like a photo of theirs. Oh, interesting. It's do just... you choose to be like shallow or to like their personality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can like <laughs> the photo and just be like hot. Yeah. Or, or, you, or you could be like, I also enjoy Harry Potter. Which they, <laughs> I, I assume they love it when I just say nice in all caps on mm-hmm. a photo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, of them with their family. I'm just like, nice. Yeah. This I is think hot. that if it, if it was just with their family and you just said <laughs> nice. nice, I think that that actually awesome. would be a great strategy. Okay, that could work. Yeah, so. or you should just ask them like if their mom is attractive and if their mom is single. Oh, because that's a good indication of what they'll be like when they're older. Yeah, yeah definitely. They love that. <laughs> I'm a little worried about using my app. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be no different than when... Um, Eric Andre and Hannibal took over each other's tinders. Perfect. And I assume we'll get just as much online traction. (laughs) Elizabeth, I want to take a little moment in the show today. uh, A sort of a formal apology. Because I embellished a story that you had told me. Oh, yes. You are the Elizabeth who was on a plane and wanted to communicate to a man she was sitting next to. Why don't you tell the story? Yeah. Since apparently I can't get it right (laughs) and I embellished the story. so, So from my memory, what happened was you were on a plane... And there was a seat between you and another passenger on the plane. Wait, there was a seat in the, no. on the window? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a seat on the window, mm-hmm. but no other person had come to the window. And then you wanted to scoot over yes. and put space between you and the other passenger and take the window seat. And, like, the plane had already taken off, and you just spent, like, 20, 30 minutes trying to talk to this guy who was clearly ignoring you. And- you wanted to state the change before it happened. Yeah. And state your intent. Yeah. But there's no, like, obstacle between you and the window. You could have just slid over without saying anything. Also, he didn't know your seat number, so... Yeah. The only obstacle was a lack of social graces. <laughs> I, so, I'm so glad that I get to clear my name here because there's a lot that went behind this. And part of it is because this was a returning flight. And on the flight over, I was reading, like, the airplane magazine... You know, that one that they have Sky in Mall. airplanes. They don't... SkyMall went out of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but it's like the SkyMall equivalent. It's yeah, like, it's, it was it's like, not sustainable to keep them all in the sky. Delta, <laughs> it was Delta so Airlines, the magazine. Yeah, like each airline has their own little publication. It's actually fun to read sometimes because it'll tell you like places to go when you're traveling. So I was skimming through that. <laughs> places to jump out when you're flying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> places to go when you're traveling. <laughs> uh, you should try going to Atlanta. It's like, great. I'm going to <laughs> Reno, <laughs> Nevada. You should try your destination. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so I was reading that and they had like a whole thing on airplane etiquette. And one of the things was um, to always just like say something nice and friendly to your seatmate. And you don't have to like toss up so. Sorry, sorry. I have this visual image of my mind of like a robot. You walk onto the plane, you sit down dead eyed, you open the magazine and then you turn and go. I enjoy your shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining This magazine's it, teaching you how to be a human being. I'm, I'm imagining it more of like a camp site situation where it's like, in order to get your friendship patch, <laughs> you must first greet another human. We will only land the plane once you've made two friends. But I also 
also like i i'm a very like chatty person in general but on flights i do tend to just be like i'm sitting down don't talk to me whatever you like to sit down on flights yeah i like to sit down sometimes i like do cartwheels through the aisles but (laughs) directly into the (laughs) cockpit take over the flight (laughs) i wish that would be really fun Um, i'm gonna go ahead and say it probably would be fun (laughs) new story the next day awesome terrorist is arrested (laughs) awesome and agile terrorist cartwheels straight through the cockpit door (laughs) that is stainless steel how could anybody be against you if you did that that's true (laughs) the judge would just be like sick it was just very entertaining while she was terrorizing us um Thank God she knew how to fly a plane. <laughs> yeah, the, the prestige to that magic trick is that she landed it safely. Yeah. <laughs> On, uh, beyond time. Yeah. She was upset about the turbulence. So she was like, I know. <laughs> Let me show you something. Double, double. Pilot in quotes. She did hand quotes for the pilot. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you don't know how to be a human. So I was learning, just putting my training wheels on for being a human. Um, and I just weirdly internalized this thing, even though I normally know how to interact with folks. And um, I felt weird for some reason because he was like this older man and he looked like, I don't know, maybe he would want someone to talk to him. I just I just think that all older men are like really sad and lonely for some reason. Well, that was in, and, the, that was in the book. Yeah, so like, heads up. <laughs> we'll talk he about that like in this. a later episode. <laughs> <laughs> We have a follow-up episode called Ageism. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just Elizabeth. (laughs) Apologizing over and over again. We have a podium for you. So I I'm so tra- glad you had this podium to uh, confirm that you aren't a weirdo. And so far, all you've done is locked down that you're I'm much sure worse someone, than I explained. Someone will relate to my special brand of social awkwardness. But yeah, so I tried to just like, I felt bad about just moving over. Oh, and to clarify, this is the fact that made me the most upset that you missed was that we were in the air. And I want to go on record and say that we were not in the air yet. We were still on the ground, like people were just getting finished coming onto the plane. Right. And I was like, I don't know, maybe there is a chance someone could come onto the plane. And I don't want him to think that I'm moving over because I think that he smells or I don't like him. I just right. wanted to say like, I like something funny. And I literally thought it was going to take like four seconds and he would look over and be like, haha. And then I would just move over into the seat. But I tried to say it the first time and he just didn't even look at me like dead straight face and did not have earphones in wow and we had talked before because i had to ask him to like get up so i could go to the bathroom and so then that time when i was trying to just like say something friendly he just ignored me wait so you're one of those people who uses the bathroom on a plane before it's taken off I it was a, I have I drink person. a lot of water. Uh-huh, what uh-huh. can I so sue me? <laughs> Dad. <laughs> so, I'm, sorry, I'm just going to throw in an insert line sure. for editing Jarvis about the the issue because like I don't think we mentioned yeah, this specifically. Yeah, yeah. You kept trying to talk to the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just do that? Just well, so I was describing it so I could yeah. leave in an insert line myself. Wait, what am I saying? Uh, Jarvis, just I got it. So, 
I'm just going to talk a little bit of stuff I've already said. So, I, I mean, I'm glad I've had the opportunity to officially apologize. I mean, I haven't. And Thank I you won't, so much. But um, yeah, imagine that it I means do. a lot. It sounds like apology. the main thing that Jordan got wrong is that you were, because I asked if they were in the air yes. already. Yes. And that we, we got some fake news. Yeah. It sounds so much weirder if we were in the air. Yes. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> so weird. Yeah. But I've learned, I've learned my lesson to just not interact with anyone. I'll, I'm going to stop <laughs> running up to people. <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty extreme lesson. What I've learned is I'm just going to stop talking to everyone. Pretty much. Eye contact, no more. So that's pretty much my week. Relatively uneventful and kind of habit-driven, uh, but now I've absorbed... Drug-driven, melatonin-driven. Dude, melatonin is such a fucking time. I hate it so much. It's just not... It's, it's also what I was on this week too i had i took it like once what is your experience with it because it seems to vary from person to person i used to just get crazy dreams yeah now i get living coma i feel every minute of the eight hours i am awake the entire time oh that's really weird well i will say that my experience with melatonin has been like fairly normal uh it just makes me fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know if this is related but i've like woken up in the middle of the night the last couple times that I took it. Mm. But it's also, I've also like been hungry when I've woken up. So it might be related to that. Like melatonin's increasing your hunger or you're just also hungry? Uh, I think it's just that I'm also hungry. Like mm. similar to when I was like cutting calories, I'd wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and be really, really hungry. Uh, and it's like that kind of waking up in the middle of the night. You would wake up in the middle of the night like covered in crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like an unconscious pizza guy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a friend in uh, college who I actually I used to live with them and they told me multiple stories of when they would come home drunk mm-hmm. the next morning would find a pizza box in different parts of the house. Not always finished and not i'm not even talking like a wasted drunk i'm talking maybe six beers with the lads you know what i mean then you get home and he would find the pizza box with most of its slices that he clearly just got at some point but never in a single location never by the side of the bed never always in the bathroom just at some point in the house and like ah the pizza ghost has visited yet again <laughs> the pizza pizza geist <laughs> i woke up once with a bunch of um choco taco wrappers around me are you familiar with what a Choco Taco is. Is it a sweet treat? Oh, heck yeah, it is. <laughs> wow. Is this a commercial? Choco Taco. And you're telling me they're only $4.99 available right now. <laughs> so, wait. Uh, a Choco it's Taco. Organic ad placement. <laughs> um, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. A Choco Taco is mm-hmm. like a waffle cone that's that's like in the shape of a uh, taco shell with with vanilla ice cream. Correct. And the... the, the ta- uh, the waffle cone is dipped in chocolate. You act like Jesus. you've never had a chocolate taco I've never had before. a chocolate Sorry. Oh my God, you are missing out. Yeah, I am my, looking at an image of this. It's delicious. I can't, my eyes aren't capable of passing all of the information I'm seeing. <laughs> First of all, there seems to be a mint edition of it that looks absolutely vile. I've never had the mint edition. Oh, what, what is going well, on with this? Well, that's not a real choco taco. That's like a bougie choco taco. Oh, okay. um, yeah, also to add context it was my best friend's roommate's choco tacos and oh, so it was much worse yeah we ate <laughs> all of them we wow. ate all of them so it, like took, how much time were you deliberating whether or not you should eat your best friend's roommate's choco tacos i don't think we spent any time thinking right, about so it so like just... roughly a million times longer than you spent deliberating whether or not you should slide over on the airplane <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so like committing an actual crime <laughs> Was this like instant for you? It would have helped if I was really drunk on the... Well, no. If I was really drunk on the airplane, I probably would have like definitely tried to chat up the person next to me more. I think I'm getting 
Choco Taco Stockholm Syndrome because <laughs> I continue to look at, F, uh, at pictures of them and I'm kind of wanting one a lot. Jordan, they're delicious. You, you would be, you would love them. Do you, oh, <laughs> sorry, there's so much. Where do you hold it? Just like a regular In, taco. Like a, the regular taco location. Yeah. So you kind of eat around your hand. No, you just eat it like... Lateral, lateral, lateral. Sorry, I mean, okay, so I will say that most food you do eat around your hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah straight through the straight fingers. Through your fingers. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. it's an American thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the Choco Taco, you know what? My skepticism's gone. That looks rad as hell. I think we should go get some after this. Yeah, sure. I love diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be perfect for me. It's no worse than eating any of the other... A taco. Yeah. <laughs> a taco taco. Any of the other things that give you diarrhea. <laughs> it's no worse than like arsenic, <laughs> if you're looking at it now. Uh, so now that we've covered that, which I believe was on the agenda, right? We wanted to talk about Draco Taco. Trash time! <laughs> oh my god! Oh god, fuck. It broke my window. Yeah. <laughs> god. So what you listeners are hearing uh, was an ADR sound of a window breaking and something hitting the floor. Reminder that this is all a fucking illusion. <laughs> and I controlling your, your perception I'm, of the world. And your emotions. Uh, I want to jump into what's very rapidly become my favorite part of the show. Pen Pals. Now, Elizabeth, are you familiar with a segment that we do called Pen Pals? I am, actually. How would you describe it? I would describe it as um, you have stalkers that like okay. to write in and just tell you what you wore that week while they were watching you. We prefer to call them Stocko Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have fans, stalkers, emotional perverts, people that write in uh, that are listeners to the show. <laughs> Stalker being added to the <laughs> lexicon. Cut it. Um, I mean, it's kind of low stakes after emotional pervert. <laughs> a stalker taco. Emotional pervert. Stalker. Um, degree one murderer. <laughs> degree one listener. Degree one listener. Uh, but we, yeah, we have listeners that write in via a number of sources to ask us questions, to pose thoughts and present their own ideas on episodes they may have heard. We have so many avenues to do this. Jarvis, hit me. One. Uh, two. Um, uh, do you... Do you know how to... Can, can we go again? Yeah, sure. Okay, here we go. Uh, channels, you can get the, the... Send the questions. One. Channel one. Hmm? Like TV? Like the first channel on TV? You said channels that you can get... Okay, sorry. That was my fault. I set you yeah. up poorly. It's, Jarvis needs to be very clear when we do mm -hmm. segments like this or else he gets upset. Okay. Um, what is the... Name one way that fans could send the pen pal. You know the message we were just talking about? One. Physical mail. I mean, that's not wrong. It, that is true. You could send it via physical mail. That wouldn't really work unless you knew where we lived, in which case you probably are a stalker mm -hmm. taco. Uh, number two, where else can they do it? They can call me on my phone. Okay, Cell so phone. You, you're talking about how you we used communicate. You to call me on my phone. <laughs> you used to call me on my phone. You used to FaceTime me. <laughs> Late at night. You used to rip open the FaceTime continuum. <laughs> Late nights when I need your love. There's so many places you can get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us on the Twitters over at, sad, at SadBoysPod. You can get in touch with us on the emails at SadBoysPod at gmail.com. And you can get in touch with us on our brand new website. Via contact form, which is very professional. In fact, today we received the first pen pal from the contact form on sadboyspod.com and boy does squarespace make it sound appetizing <laughs> subject line form submission dash new form <laughs> i feel 
Honestly, I feel stalked. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I feel talked. Uh, actually, I'll take that back because the actual subject line uh, as the way it's been formatted via this was uh, Hi, Justin, which is okay. always a nice way to kick no, that's off. That's just a thing that Squarespace does. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Hi, Squarespace. Um, this is from Aaron Boyle. Maybe, maybe, and I'll let a few of the fans fight this out, maybe the ultimate fan of the boys. I think it's there's no discussion yeah she's pretty i mean we've got very big fans but none that we see every day that will grab us by the arm and mm-hmm. stare us in the eyes thus implicitly communicating how much they love the love none, none that tower over us with their warmth <laughs> yes and say very nice things to us including what is in this message that i'm yeah. gonna read right now in fact elizabeth would you like to be the pen pals reader this time i would be honored it is it, it's gonna be an interesting one okay hi justin just listened to the hard questions episode and found myself deeply empathizing with Jordan's story about depression and crying at work. You would think by now I would understand how depression and anxiety work, but every time I have a day where I'm just emotionally not stable, I desperately try to find a reason. Surely there's a reason. Surely I'm not just crying for no reason. Boys, with a Z, this is why your podcast is so special to me. I see myself in your stories and anecdotes, and that makes me feel less crazy. It reminds me that I am human and I am not alone, even when things don't make sense. Forever fam of the boys and hopeless EP. Ep. Emotional pervert. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh God, I don't know what this acronym stands for. <laughs> it stands for extended play. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Forever fam of the boys and hopeless emotional pervert EP. Aaron. Gosh, Aaron. Oh, Aaron. So, so sweet. And interesting that she sort of brought up what we talked about when we were talking about our weeks, right? Yeah. That sensation of, I feel bad, but I can't really pinpoint why, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to feel bad about that, thus compounding my bad feeliness. Yeah. And just, like, uh, being, like, emotional or feeling, like, your brain kind of doesn't care, like, what situation you're in. Sometimes it's not, like, you can't just, like, hold it in, even if it's at work, because Mm -hmm. it's... Everyone's situation is different, and yeah. these things can just come. These things can happen. I had like a bit of an anxiety attack, like just now, uh, about podcast logistics because I'm tired. Uh, and, and podcasts are hard, and and podcasts are hard, you know. And so uh, I fully, you know, I would just want to thank Aaron for for writing in um, and sharing that with us because we. We totally love her. And her constant support. And this is actually a perfect example of why uh, Pen Pals has quickly become my favorite segment on the show. And it's because I, d- I never want Pen Pals to seem like it's just some cynical bonus thing we put in. Because it's like, well, podcast got to have engagement. The kids love it. They'll put some kind of Q&A thing in. It's literally Sad Boys is a vehicle for Pen Pals. Yeah. This exists so that I can get messages like this. And actually, we've had a huge uptick in pen pals lately. A lot yeah. more messages coming in. All of them lovely and insightful and interesting. Please don't break the cycle by sending in a bad one. <laughs> if you're going to send us out, boys, don't have a bad opinion. <laughs> have zero criticisms. Yeah. Make sure to only reach out if you love the show, which I assume is everyone ever. Yeah. And if you have any negative feedback for us, don't. Well, you can send it to us, but make sure you... Switch the names. <laughs> yeah. So, instead of Jarvis and Jordan, say Jordan and Jarvis. <laughs> I, I really hate fight. Jarvis's British accent. <laughs> um, really, he has nothing to contribute to the pod. Yeah, this actually comes up a lot <laughs> from Jarvis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll say this a lot to me. Uh, but thank you, Aaron, for being a sweetheart, as always. And the EP. best. Forever EP. Number one EP. Aaron Boyle. <laughs> 
but hey, Elizabeth. Yeah. You're on the show for one reason and one reason alone. And that's because you are a self-proclaimed, <laughs> and you did say this five times. Uh-huh. Today. Love guru by Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah. Mike Myers. You're Mike Myers' Good old, love guru. The, the serial killer Mike Myers, right? Yes. Yeah, sorry to go for Halloween. <laughs> oh, wait, it's, actually, it, so this fact isn't well known, but the serial killer Mike Myers has actually recreated Every movie that the actor Mike Myers was in <laughs> as a ploy, as a ploy. So Austin Powers <laughs> starring serial killer Mike Myers, <laughs> the Love Guru starring serial killer Mike Myers. Uh, actually, here's another genuine unknown fact that I just realized makes you perfect for this episode. You used to run a love advice Tumblr. Is that See, right? I think I thought that this is why you asked me to do this episode because of that. Oh, it totally was. Um, <laughs> it wasn't because of your like weird personality and that you were the only person that we could find on short notice. I was standing outside of your house yelling. Looking through the blinds. Yeah. Oh, a stalker taco in your hand. <laughs> stalker taco. Um, yeah, I used to have... So my, my Tumblr, which you know what? I think Tumblr gets knocked down for being but like people don't again. take people it, it takes a tumble okay it takes a tumble people people don't take tumblr seriously and i feel like this is going to get a little bit deep that's related to how people like to make fun of things that generally have female audiences oh, or viewers yeah. and yeah. like um it's the internet's titanic yeah i i used to love tumblr and i still lo have a lot of love for tumblr um and my tumblr was originally just somewhere where i would like repost pictures that i thought were pretty and like occasionally post pictures that i had taken and then um as i've mentioned i really like writing and um i would like write down my thoughts and then i would write really personal things about my relationships and because of how personal i was getting about my relationships people started to just anonymously send me questions about their own relationships and I became sort of accidentally like a relationship advice tumbler and I really loved it like if I could I think I would just be like a relationship advice columnist wait if you thought about kicking it off again because you don't do it right now right no and it's really hard for me to think of even how I would start to do it again I, I would love to do it in a different forum, like not on Tumblr. Like I would love to do it for a newspaper or something like just be Carrie Bradshaw just send them your old tumblr link and be like, is this enough? Can I do it? Well, here's an idea. Uh, for a pilot, send us your love questions, and maybe we can have Elizabeth on and uh, be our little uh, love guru. I would love that so A little Mike Myers. A little tiny Mike Myers. Tiny mask. <laughs> tiny mask and tiny knife. Adorable little machete. <laughs> so we're talking about dating today, and we've brought Elizabeth, the love guru, Um now an official title. Please change your Twitter name immediately. <laughs> I'm sure it's not taken. The love guru. Elizabeth the love guru? Oh, no. There's definitely another love guru. Elizabeth. I feel like if you just throw a Z in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Loves guru. <laughs> loves guru. Elizabeth loves guru. I just really love gurus. <laughs> oh, gurus with a Z. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be a great place to start with dating if we just briefly discussed our experiences with it. Like... When was the first time you like went on a date? What has your experience been like that since since then? Just probably, I don't mm -hmm. want us to like out any you know uh, old flames. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm fully down to out. I mean, my we'll old be flames. dropping names. Yeah. <laughs> SSNs, <laughs> credit card numbers. I, as we've said, I talked about my dating experiences very 
very loosely on the internet already so yeah names have been dropped people have already been mad at me for that so it's fine that bridge those bridges have already been burned oh great (laughs) all right well some of us still have bridges so (laughs) bridges that i'm actually actively trying to rebuild (laughs) Uh, so i i'm not going to be burning them Yeah, so maybe, Jordan, we could start with uh, your dating experiences. Little old me. Little old you. Little old me. So weirdly enough, I actually don't think I ever went on a official traditional date until like three years ago. Okay. I think I'd I'd, I'd always uh, ended up in relationships or like ongoing dating scenarios with friends of friends or or, uh, college buds, that kind of thing. It was never a case where I met somebody at a bar and went like, you seem interesting follow-up hangout then we do a follow-up hangout which is also partially just the result of being in college yeah like, right it's far more likely that you're going to end up with somebody that you've like met via osmosis right because you're meeting so many people and yeah, there's so many yeah, connections yeah. and everybody's trying to date everybody all of the time so it makes sense uh but i went on like my first actual date date like three years ago i was in um the hate and we just went and got coffee and the you- entire time i was distracted it was a, it was a tinder meetup hate date it was a hate date. <laughs> I hated them. <laughs> um, no, they were lovely. Uh, but we, we, we turned up, and the entire time I was, like, distracted by the fact that I was on a date. And I couldn't stop mm. thinking about it. I was like, well, I've dated people, but this was like a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, like, were you thinking about how you were in a movie the Well, they were also time? American, yeah. So I was like, wait, <laughs> this is fucking weird. This is such a meet cute. And we met in a lift line, mainly... I thought you said you met on Tinder. I was wrong. <laughs> I'm now remembering. This is actually pre-using any kind of So thing. Sad yeah. Boys actually has an unreliable narrator. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that we've said is actually true. It's for the true fans to catch out when Jordan misspeaks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, yeah, it was. It was a lift line meetup. Um, this I thought was, you said um, you were neighbors. <laughs> yeah, sorry. To clarify, um, we met on a fishing vessel <laughs> in Wait, the 1920s. Okay, so <laughs> it, was a, it was a lift line meet cute. So that's actually just like a movie. No wonder that you were That is distracted. just like a movie. That's a very millennial meet cute and wow. as a result I, I asked her out and then we went for this one day we never went on a follow up there just wasn't much of a connection but that might have been partially the result of me being distracted by the fact that I was in a rom-com um, but yeah ever since then I, one thing I did want to touch on that maybe we can forward back uh, to the two of you is that I don't love dating mm-hmm. like the process and experience of going on a date is the least interesting part of the entire experience to me. I like being in a relationship. I like doing interesting things with groups of people that can sometimes be somebody that I'm dating. But the idea of getting kind of dressed up, looking good, and meeting up at a neutral location is kind of unappealing to me, to be totally candid. What is unappealing about it? Is it the fact that you have to do a lot of small talk and like kind of do this awkward dance before you get to like the good stuff? Well, it's just not sincere enough i guess like i feel i mean part of it's just the candor of dating right like the 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 pattern of how you communicate with somebody that you don't really know is always a little limited and that i don't mind because it's necessary i think the thing that i don't like so much is that no matter how much i've gotten to know somebody either on an app or offhandedly in person or via mutual friends when you say you're going to meet up one-on-one in a neutral location and you don't already have a established relationship you are flipping a coin on whether you're about to lose five hours of your life that's the thing that really like I've been on multiple dates where I was like this was nice, but I also could have played Overwatch wow. this time. That I have the opposite opinion on this, which oh, yeah. we can get into later. Yes, no, no I, do you want to get into it now? I freaking love dating. Like I love my favorite part about, and I try to like keep this alive in my 
for your relationship, which I think annoys my boyfriend. <laughs> this like the feeling of like just getting to know someone is one of my favorite things in the world. You often just forget his name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, we should clarify, he does not know that he is your boyfriend. No, <laughs> I just stare at him from afar and uh, yeah. <laughs> Very far. <laughs> you, you just stand near him and call list lines. When you're, <laughs> yeah. when you're Time for a meet. Where are you going? <laughs> um, no, but I... One of my favorite things is getting to, and this isn't just in a romantic way, but I think getting to know someone and like having this person who, you know, has like all of these unique experiences and ideas and like complexities that you get to learn about Mm. and that you don't yet know is so exciting to me. And from a bit of a narcissistic point of view, I love the fact that like this person is exciting to excited to learn all of those weird intricacies about me. And it's yeah. just so fun to like navigate that. And one of my favorite things about dating, especially in the beginning is that level of like uncomfort and uncertainty can be so exciting. Cause when you're in a relationship with someone, it's like, you know, what's going to happen, you know, what they're going to do before they kiss you or like there's none of that like tension of like is this going to happen or isn't it going to happen and i think that that tension alone is just so fun and exciting i can see i can definitely see the appeal of that maybe i'm dating wrong because i'm gonna get into that (laughs) yeah wait for the tips from the love guru coming up next starring michael myers (laughs) on tbs <laughs> Starring Freddie and Jason. Um, I have my, my issue with, with first dates, especially, is that I just never get there in a first date. Everything feels so performative that, like, the moment that that happens, that's pillow talk for me. That's mm-hmm. like the moment I finally get to have a decent, like, really insightful conversation. Because I mm-hmm. want to know which parent you love more. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. want to know, like, which animal you would be in order to, like, be a spy. Mm-hmm. Like, I want these weird, ultra-insightful, ultra-bizarre questions that you don't really get to ask on that first date. It just feels a little artificial for mm-hmm. me. And it sounds like, and Jarvis, you can be the arbiter on this, the final decision. Um, maybe I am the bottleneck there. Maybe I am the one not being aggressively open enough. Um, I don't know if it's that. I think it's like, I agree with the performative aspect of like the first date and stuff, but I am more similar to Elizabeth where I enjoy the act of dating and sort of see things a a lot in the way that she sees them. I think for you and just uh, speaking from like our conversations that we've had about it. Our dates, yeah. Yeah, yeah, our dates. Um, This is basically dating. I'm really jealous that I haven't been on those dates. Yeah, they're fun. Um, oh, that's because you weren't invited. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we technically kind of have a weekly date. Yeah, we do. We do sad boys. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, so I think for you, Jordan. Now, I this is like kind of getting into like sad boys. Maybe it's weird territory, but I'd love it. I'll, I'll, I'll already give, love it. I'll this is where s- Jordan is comfortable in the weird. We're talking about which parent we love more. Yeah, yeah it's true. Which animal would you be if you were spy? Um, <laughs> I don't know when that was my example, by the way. That was so yeah, bizarre. Was <laughs> I, I, I think that you are a disqualifier very early. That's fair. Um, and I think that in order to... There's like a little bit of the boring... Like, like there's this nice house that's like underground and you and your partner have to spend like the first date like mm. digging to like get to like the door of the house until you can like experience like all the things that like live inside the house. Yeah. Um, and this is 
kind of goes back to um, the uncomfortable questions that we asked each other on the last episode. So actually, it's funny you bring this up because we actually got another pen pal request. We get a little double pen pal. Oh, I was I was going there actually yeah. that someone asked me to ask you that. Mm. We got a request from. We got a request from Cindy at underscore Cindine, C-I-N-D-E-A-N on Twitter. Yeah. Requesting that I answer the same question from last week. I think it would be fun if Elizabeth did it as well. Yeah. The question is, uh, what is the personal flaw you believe uh, that kept you single for as long as it has, or Mm -hmm. in my case, keeps me single currently? And so when I answered this question, I talked about how I think I stay in these things too long. Uh, because I don't want to like hurt anybody's feelings and I kind of like ride it out for like to my own detriment. And also we were talking about like sort of the chase and how it's really exciting when you don't know if somebody likes you. Mm-hmm. Like when I know someone likes me, a lot of times that's like a turnoff weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's really hard for me to tell if I'm like attracted to someone, if it's someone who I like uh, am just physically attracted to and like think they're a friend because that happens to me a lot it's like yeah a friend who i'm physically attracted to is not the same as like a potential relationship partner for me uh but i think in your uh and i would love to hear your answer to this question i i, I think from what i what, what we've talked about it seems like um you're on the other side of the spectrum where if it doesn't like click in or there are these like sort of hard outs uh yeah and, I, and I think so. that i think that 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 minefield is very it's very easy to trip one of those minds in the first date because yeah. of the way that it is carried out. It's it's definitely just a aggressive combination of being a very impatient person, which I am just generally, mm-hmm. uh, but also being I'm a I'm a fan of myself, <laughs> like in the least narcissistic way. I like hanging out by myself. Like I I don't I'm definitely a more traditional introvert. Like. If I am out and I am uh, pushing myself outside of my comfort zone in order to engage with this person, I can get turned off by it very quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's partially the result of, as you mentioned, being a quick disqualifier. And it's also that for me at this point in my life and the the relationship that relationships have to me, Mm -hmm. the place, the, the hole that might be able to fill, I need to be just elated it has to be the most exciting most obsessively exciting idea in the world that i could go on a second date with this person well i hope so like it would be so dis yeah but i i I honestly have not been on a date like that for a very long time when was the last time that you felt like that a beginning of my last relationship which was maybe a year and a half ago Hmm. no two years ago yeah about two years ago late 26 Dean Christ, what are we in now? It's 2018. Uh, yeah, like it would have been mid 2016, and I think that was that that as like the reason I ended up being in that relationship was because that was a oh neat mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, experience mm-hmm. this yeah. feeling, uh, and ever since then I don't feel like I've had that experience. And what I can't really determine, and this would definitely be my I think if I were to answer the floor question, it would definitely be uh, being impatient and being a heavy disqualifier. Uh, my question to the two of you would be, do you think there is a world where I dig a little deeper and then discover that passion? No, I think that you just haven't met the right person and you aren't in a place in your life to meet that person yet. I think that you are on your, and you too, Jarvis, I think anyone that's single for a certain extended period of time you need to be single right now and you are like building yourself so that you can be your very best version of yourself and that's when you're going to meet the person that is going to make you feel that way and the cool thing is that you're going to be completely 
complete. <laughs> like you said uh, something about like someone that's going to fill something in your life. Sure. And it won't be someone that fills something in your life. You won't need anything filled in your life. You will be completely whole and that person also will be completely whole and you won't need one another. It'll be someone that just is like not the whole ice cream sundae, but the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae. Yeah. Desire the love. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to throw that jingle in because that was excellent. Uh, but I, I definitely do feel like at this point in my life, desire and need do not meet availability. Like, I probably could find a relationship if I really put the grind on. Yes. It's maybe like the fifth or sixth most interesting yeah. thing that I yeah, could yeah, do yeah, with yeah, my life yeah. at this point. Anyone, so, if you wanted to get into a relationship today, you could. People... You can get people online, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not, like, if you really, really were just like, okay, I'm just going to get into a relationship, and that's a whole other problem that other people encounter, which is, like, they just get into, they're, like, serial daters. I think that is, like, a whole other slew of issues. Well, some people associate being in a relationship with personal value. Exactly, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it is an absence of something. Yeah, and I think it's actually healthier to you know you're you're going on a journey of like dating multiple people hoping to find that feeling and not feeling it but you're learning something about yourself along the way that is necessary and you're like supposed to be here right now and supposed to be feeling this and i swear as soon as you like i mean you already don't care about like finding someone but when you just are like i don't even need this like i feel so good i'm on the top of the world you're gonna meet someone you probably won't even really like want to get into a relationship with them it'll just be like ridiculous for you to not be in a relationship with them the love <laughs> all like all i want to add to that and i i want to get elizabeth's opinion as well is that going back to your original question of should i give it a little more time mm-hmm. or will it be instant i think i disagree um with with elizabeth at least on the uh, instantaneous thing for the reason that um the way that we meet like you've had this experience. Well, I tell me if you've had this experience where you, someone's in your in your circles and, and and you like are acquaintances and you don't really know them and you get to know them and then as you get to know them or maybe they've been a friend for a long time you can start to develop feelings for them. Um, I feel like with dating apps you don't have that opportunity of like sort of bumping together for uh, enough time to build a rapport. Absorbing mm-hmm. via osmosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you you kind of jump, you start with I'm attracted to you and you jump into this date scenario from there. And I don't think that that is the most conducive thing to building a relationship because if you, uh, I like, I, I don't pretend, I'm not the love guru over here, but, but uh, Sorry, it's like, eyes. if you, if you want to have a relationship that is a, like a, a friendship also, and that is a friendship first, I feel like there is a baseline that you like kind of have to step into slowly that like, I don't, I don't know mm. how you get there without, like, I think that there needs to be excitement in order to get there. And I, so I don't disagree there. It's just that I I kind of feel like if you sh- if you put me in a first date scenario with all of my relationships, I don't know that after that first date I would be like, yep. Mm. Uh, but I think that like because of the scenario under which I became comfortable with them and the way that I like 
got to know them before entering a relationship, then uh, that made it possible. I, I definitely align that, though. I might have to contest that while I might not have had that experience with any of my relationships to this point, all of my relationships to this point have had a due date. And for me, a major contributor to that, not that necessarily having a due date devalues a relationship. I'm not a big fan of that. No, a due date is you're having kids. (laughs) (laughs) Due date is just when one of you expires. Wait, Um, to clarify, by due date, you mean like it ran its natural course or that you were like needed to, you were moving and it was like, this is going to end. I would say the the former. Yeah. Um, A natural, we have reached our expiration date. Mm -hmm. It is just over. We have found our, our climax. For that reason, I don't ascribe a lot of value to those relationships in the same way. Like, I, I, I want to meet that person that blows my socks off to the degree where it makes me reevaluate my approach to dating. I never, ever want to be in a position where I'm saying, well, this person seems great. Unfortunately, I didn't hang out with them much. We met on a dating app. I'm sure over time I can find myself falling in love with them. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. even if that evolves into something interesting, I will never be able to scratch the itch in my back of my mind that there is another person out there that would have been the instantaneous connection. And yeah. that's what that's kind of what I was speaking to too, is not that I agree like, I mean, the way that I my current relationship is someone that I was friends with and like knew before and got to like have a level of comfort with before we started dating. But I still think that you have to have that initial like oh my God, I really want this. And you just know in your bones. It's like something that you cannot describe in words. Like you just, even if it's someone that you were friends with initially, it's just like this intense desire to, and like I said, it's not even that you're like, oh, I I have to be in a relationship with them. It's just like, we would be so stupid if we didn't do this. Right, right. Mm. Like, it's not even that it's like a choice. It's like, yeah, of course. Of course, you're the person that I want to be with because I would be insane to not. Just to quickly clarify, uh, I really just mean like I'm more likely to give a second date if mm. if I'm unsure. But yeah. it's not it's not like sort of stay in it for the long haul or sure. anything like that on any random person you meet because I that I don't believe that's like productive. No, uh, I think that's I think that's a totally rational separation point like mm-hmm. you are you have that feeling of optimism and that there may be something worth exploring yeah and yeah. my disqualification point is in the i not a 10 yeah, yeah, yeah which is not necessarily healthy i think i've been both of you when mm. i was single like i would yeah you between... dressed up as us <laughs> yeah that was weird <laughs> yeah you were able to reuse a lot of the same you know makeup <laughs> yeah and then i just had everyone call me justin the whole night very little change between the outfits yeah. <laughs> and the glasses are quite similar <laughs> you just did i mean let's call it a pretty offensive English i was gonna accent. i wasn't gonna say it but <laughs> oh blimey <laughs> what were you gonna ask and me and you gave me this weird urban accent <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you carried around a gat, which seems like really inaccurate. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Uh, and you were just playing you Wu-Tang. Jarvis, right? yeah. <laughs> you mean Justin? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so the question I was going to ask you uh, is sort of like a, a jump off of the idea that now you are in a relationship, but clearly you, you, there was a point in your life where you were in a similar position where I have this thing mm-hmm. that's getting in the way. Now, I, I think it's fair to say that None of us, maybe you were prior to you being with, with Loverboy Aaron. But I, I'd say in the case of me and Jarvis, it's not something we're dependent on. I feel pretty happy being single. Like it's. Yeah, I feel like I, you know, going back to um, the Love Guru's amazing. <laughs> you have to uh, it. The Love Guru's <laughs> amazing soliloquy uh, about um, 
about when you, you know, you'll find the person when you don't need it and, and when it's just, your life is complete without like them. the they're, force. They're not, yeah. It's true. Everything yeah. Is- uh, close your eyes. <laughs> um, everything around you is the love guru. <laughs> um, so uh, I used to be in a place in my life where like I was trying to like fill that need. Yeah. Just kind of like check that box. And I think that it was a it was due to a lack of greater like meaning and purpose mm. and just just looking for something to like work on and being like, well, this is a thing that yeah. I don't have that I think I mm-hmm. want. But it's like it wasn't really motivated by anything other than checking that box. Mm-hmm. Whoa, this is going to sound pretty cuckoo bananas. Let me know if it is. I think... I was never big on the idea that I needed a relationship, but I think my craving went down after we started the podcast. <laughs> I genuinely wow. think like the, the fulfillment I get from either a creative or work project is fulfilling part of that desire. Yeah. Oh, maybe you're getting your emotional fulfillment from your good friend, Justin. And sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a heavily sexual um, component I, of the show. So a couple things. One, uh, to finish my earlier point, uh, now I, yeah, I don't feel the need really at all. I'm in the same boat as you, Jordan. Uh, two, uh, I don't know when this happened that people started calling me Justin. Uh, <laughs> that is just a Jordan thing. And I don't know why people have started using it as just a shortcut to refer to both of us. Hey, this Justin, it is convenient to save time and potential uh, social faux pas by just saying exactly. Justin. It takes away the awkwardness of accidentally mixing you two up. <sighs> Which you would never do. No. So don't even ask. And, and, and lastly, uh, I have had a similar experience. I think... You know what I think it is, is that you, like, by finding these interests, like, with the pod and for me with YouTube stuff, I just am aware that there's other things out there that can fulfill me, Mm. and it's no longer, like, this is the only path to meaning, right? Like, uh, I feel like when I saw a lot of my friends buying houses and, like, getting a dog and, Mm -hmm. and getting married and having kids, it was like, that is the path to meaning. And then as I experienced more as I met more people doing different stuff um, and brushed shoulders with them, I was able to be like, oh, I actually have found something that like satisfies me that is completely unrelated to romantic relationships. So much so that I had this like conversation because I've been like, you know, doing a little casual dating here and there, but it's like, honestly, like I, uh, I've got the dating apps now, but the, like, it's busy, it's busy work now. Yeah. It's like the same way it's that admin. I, yeah, it's admin. It's the same way that I would like hit refresh on my like Twitter feed is that I like, I guess I'll go like see what's up on the dating apps, but it used to just be like, all right, I, it's 7 PM and I'm home from work time to put in work <laughs> time to put in the elbow grease. So, uh, and yeah, so I, I time for a job I don't get paid for. Yeah. And, and <laughs> in fact, sometimes pay for. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, good point. And uh, I ha- was having a conversation with somebody where they asked me, you know, what are you looking for? And I wasn't. I don't have an answer to that question. Mm. I'm not looking for anything. I think I'm out there because the of the situation that like Elizabeth described, where it, like things just click and it like makes sense, but. For in general, I'm not like, yeah, in general, I'm not search. I'm not like sort of searching for something. You know what's interesting? 
So you kind of were asking me about whether or not, were you going to ask me about whether or not I felt like I needed that? I was going to ask you what you feel like your flaw or blocker oh, yeah. was prior to your relationship, well, but it's kind of... Yeah, as- no, it's definitely... Well, okay. So I was just thinking about this while you were both talking about whether or not you felt like you needed a relationship to fulfill you. And I think like the female experience is, ugh, I hate saying female, but like the experience as a the lady woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's much better. The maxi pad experience. <laughs> no. we, wait, we have two E's for explicit on no, our podcast. This, this podcast now this podcast is sponsored by maxi pad. <laughs> <laughs> maxi pad, the pad that you... with, with all the absorption powers. Use it to hold your truck taco. <laughs> You use Keep it your hand warm. Really, I I use I use maxi pads to mop my floors. <laughs> Good work, probably. I use them Highly to absorptive. yeah, just basically anything. But yeah, like as a woman, I think you're taught at a very early age that relationships are what fulfills you. I literally remember being five years old and watching princess movies and just thinking that I was gonna be valued and complete when I oh had boy. a prince. Yeah, and I was like. I've always been very boy crazy. So that also like made things worse, but I've definitely felt like I needed a relationship to fulfill me or, or not even necessarily a relationship, but just like continual validation that I was romantically or like sexually desired. And the last really serious relationship I had before Aaron was my freshman year of college, but we had kind of like an on and off thing for three years and a huge reason why we continued to see each other even though we were really horrible for one another was just because I think I thought that he was the person that was going to give me that validation and if you kept grinding on it maybe it would yeah release like and I just attached so much meaning and value to him specifically because he was like this image of everything that I really wanted when I was a teenager and like never ha- met or had nice ass. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> I identify with that so much, but yeah. So I, for three years I was like single, but still had this person in my life. And so it felt like I was kind of in a relationship and, and every person that I would date during that time was just an effort for me to kind of like forget this other person Mm. and I was like having a lot of vengeful experiences with other people to try to to cleanse myself of this other person and this other experience and all of that was rooted out of this think this feeling that I was only going to be complete and I was only going to be valued and I was only going to be worthwhile if someone else loved me and it didn't matter if I was smart or talented or funny or good at anything else what was the most important was that I was valued in a romantic relationship right. and i that is not a unique experience for so many women traits are just informing that yes right? oh, yes you found a man because you're exactly funny. yeah and and what's so sad is that is not a unique experience for for a lot of women and it wasn't until i started to like really have an identity outside of that that i became really happy and then funnily enough got into another relationship because <laughs> of that well, in fact, I got out of it and I was miserable and then I fell in love and I was happy immediately. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, all girls should do this. <laughs> this is the way to be happy. I uh, just want to say that I like really identified with the part of that story where you're talking about how th- this person who's in your life, like, and it's like destructive, but it represents something that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that was basically my last relationship where 
I wasn't, it wasn't functional mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but I was so afraid to lose it because yeah. of what it represented. I was like, no, this is what you wanted. This is, and now you have it. So mm-hmm. hold on for dear life, <laughs> even though it makes you sad. Yeah, it's wild. And I think it's funny because when, when you're in that, it's like you kind of realize that you're that for that person too. Like the whole time, the narrative for me was like, oh God, this guy's like such an asshole, but like I'm so in love with him and I like can't help it. But I think for him too, it was probably like, this girl is ruining my life. But like for some reason, I can't let her out of my life. And we were just like holding one another down. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. It, kind of like the uh, habitual stuff we were talking about earlier. Like, man, I feel miserable, but I don't know why. And but because I feel miserable, and I don't know why, mm-hmm. I feel miserable. That cycle, I I've seen happen. I, I fortunately, I don't think I've ever been in a relationship quite like that. But I've seen a lot of my friends do that, and it seems like it 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 it's self feeding in the same way. It's like yeah. an Ouroboros of well, I've put in all this time, I can't stop trying this, and then. I would say it's even a darker, sadder thing than that, that you just get addicted to that pain. Like I associated that feeling pain with feeling love. And I was like, well, because I feel so much, even if it's like very negative, the fact that I'm like sobbing, crying over this guy means that I'm in love with him. And I don't feel like sobbing, crying over all these other guys that I'm going on mediocre dates with. So that means that like, this is the most passionate I've ever felt about someone, so it must be. This worthwhile. is a soap opera. I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm feeling feelings. It doesn't matter what the feelings yeah. are; they're just happening. Yeah. yeah, and you do get addicted to pain. Like it's it's sad because like you, a lot of people that come from like destructive or abusive backgrounds mm. like get they only know that, and you put yourself in that cycle, and it's really easy to be in like a constant cycle of destructive relationships because it's the only thing you associate with. Well, you associate pain not not only with love but with like acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. People, it's better that he's always furious and upset with me because he knows I'm yeah. here. You mentioned um, princess movies being an influence for you, and now you've also mentioned soap operas, Jarvis. I'm curious, kind of a two part question: What do you feel like uh, were the most common misconceptions? Or not even necessarily misconceptions, but most pervasive ideas that were forced into your brain. Oh, I have such a good one for this. Um, And it's like my only regret with dating, too, is that you need to be, as a girl in a heterosexual relationship, you need to be the cool girl. And That must have been really hard for you. Yeah, it was so hard because I'm definitely not cool. (laughs) Um, And there's like such a great part in... um, gone girl about this the Mm. movie not the book because i don't read so i don't know um but (laughs) but she like goes into this whole thing about like being the cool girl and this was like so i feel like this is reinforced in every single romantic comedy or sitcom especially like the manny manic pixie dream girl trope of like you need to be funny and aloof and sexy, but not too sexy and brilliant and talented. And you can cook a five course dinner. Like you just need to be everything and not just like everything. You also need to not give a fuck about anything that your man is doing. Like, Oh honey, like you want to ruin the house and like not see me for five days. I don't mind. I'm the cool girl. I'm not bothered by anything. I'm never going to get mad at you about anything. You have to be like an, a fixture to his life. Yeah. Oh, this is Steve. And I'm Steve plus. It's, it's like the exact like jigsaw piece. Like 
component to Steve. Like, oh, you you go out on Tuesdays with your boys. I mean, what are the odds? I go out on Tuesdays with my girls. <laughs> yeah. So we, there's no conflict here. It's impossible to have one. I'm exactly. not being a problem, which women are designed to be, but yeah. not me, cool girl. Not like all those other problems that you've in, had in your life. <laughs> in Gone Girl, I'm just wondering, because there's like so many potential definitions of the cool girl. I feel like most of it just relates to not disrupting the lifestyle of another human being. Like, which is so fucking stupid. It's well, a relationship or disrupting uh, the lifestyle of a guy. The specifically, yes. specifically a yes. man. The guy. Yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. who's in charge. That whole This is an everyday philosophy. normal man. He likes to do sports <laughs> with his buds. He likes to drink beer with his buds. Drinking a brisket He likes to Mark. play video games with a headset on. Why are you shouting at me, babe? Yeah. He doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do. <laughs> Ever. If you ask him at all to do anything that he doesn't want to do, you're a selfish bitch. Yes. His brain literally can't understand. 21st Century Fox presents <laughs> The Whitest Man in the World. Starring Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> cool girl turns up and he's like, wow. <laughs> but when you say cool girl, you're sort of defining that in this particular case and in the case of Gone Girl as a f- one of the guys. I'm going to go to a strip club and I don't even care. Like we, I'm not in being intrusive on your lifestyle that whole Yeah. Thing. And not even necessarily. I think the cool girl is like different in every relation or every like movie interpretation sorry was like that a sometimes- cool team version of relationship <laughs> relation sorry wait no you should have carried that off because the, the love guru would know all the hip slang love guru, love um, guru. talk about your relation <laughs> yeah uh babe i think we should define the relation <laughs> please say that def the relation <laughs> def the relation def the relation that's like what happens when you put like uh sweet pickles on a hot dog <laughs> You deaf the relish. Oh, you deaf the relish. Um, yeah. Wait, what were we talking about? Defining the relish. <laughs> uh, we were talking about definitions of the cool girl. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes she's like one of the guys, but also you have to be wary of that because if you're too bro-ish, then you're not as attracted attractive and desirable. So it's very confusing. You have to be everything and not too much of anything. But you also very much don't have to do this. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's The media is telling you to. Yeah. It's really messed up. Yeah. And this is like, it created so many problems in my early relationships where I was like, oh, I can never bring up anything that I have problems with or else he's going to dump me. Like, I can't mm. ever say, like, I'm upset about something because he's <laughs> like going to just think I'm so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I would get dumped because I would never talk about anything and then it would just bubble up and turn into a, a huge problem. So the moral of the story is fuck being the cool girl. Just be whoever you are and someone will be very into whatever that is. Hell yeah. It's your relish. Yeah. Define your relish the way you want to define it. (laughs) Definitely your relish. (laughs) Uh, Young Jones, how about you? Media representation that screwed with your noggin. Well, uh, I guess the first thing that came to my mind when you originally asked the question is just that I am not like attractive enough. That was your perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That to to for anyone to date me because I like just wasn't like con- at least when I was younger. Uh, in, in I don't even think now like conventionally attractive. So I like didn't know of anybody who was like ugly and like dating. And I don't think I'm ugly now, but I like it really affected my like view of myself. Yeah. Uh, and even even still, I like have like the first place my um brain goes is that. I'm just like, it, it, I, I'm just like not attractive. So therefore all of like my relationship problems are like downstream right. from that. Which is cuckoo. 
But, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter what I say. It's your own perception. I don't want to tell you how to think about yourself. No, I Anger tell me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, in that case, um, <laughs> you're a, a sexy gentleman. Yeah, you're a handsome, handsome man. You also, cut diamond with that jawline, <laughs> and I've seen you do it. Have you seen your YouTube comments? Everyone wants to date you. <laughs> from from me specifically. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen my YouTube comment? Um, but yeah, no. So that that was just like always a thing that I've been like self conscious about, and and is the reason I think all like kind of led to a like a basically making me feel like I had to hold on to whatever I could get because mm. there wasn't a lot out there for me. And mm-hmm. like anything that I got was just like pure luck. Mm. Wow. Recurring theme. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously different stimuli, like in your case, it's, I have to just be the best all the time because I'm not attracted enough to be the best person. In your case, it was more along the lines of like, can't bring up, can't not be the cool girl. Cause they'll just leave immediately. Like, yeah. that's, you know, well, yeah. And then on the flip side or sort of adding to the, I guess, male, uh, or at least my perspective uh, from the media perceptions that Elizabeth was talking about, I there's like this thing in media that like, uh, well, the funny guy Mm -hmm. is long. Like it doesn't matter if he's like a pile of trash, as long as he's like funny or successful in BD. Um, And so I was like, I've always been really hard on myself about being successful uh, because if I ever like wasn't good at something or wasn't able to, I don't know, be the best at something, I would immediately where my brain would go is like, well, I mean, you're undeserving of love because of this. Right. (laughs) Because you're not uh, the best at literally everything you want to do and attractive. You can't have nice things. I mean, we've talked about this before, right? Like defaulting to the worst possible scenario. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you have genuine fear that you're going to be alone for the rest of your life. I mean, this weirdly enough, the last time we talked about this when we talked about my ZocDoc addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where if I WebMD something, technically, there's no more reason that the pain on the right side of my stomach wouldn't be indigestion versus cancer, but I default to cancer because that is the thing I am most scared of. We default to, oh, this will stop all of my relationship prospects and I'm going to lose my job and I'll have to move back to the UK mm-hmm. because that's the thing I'm scared of, not because it's the more rational choice. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah. I immediately go to, I'm going to lose everything I've built and I'm uh, unworthy of anything. Yeah. yeah. This is the moment. I knew it the whole time, yeah, but yeah, yeah. finally proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely that I knew it the whole time and like sort of looking for that confirmation of yeah. your like insecurities. A negative confirmation bias for imposter syndrome. How about you, Jordan? Uh, hit you with your own question. Oh, What's, Jesus. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Why did you engrave it on stone? <laughs> I'm a hardball Bleeding. player. Jeez, <laughs> bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, misconception I got from pop culture. It's funny that you mentioned the funny guy one. I actually hadn't thought about that, but that is so prevalent. Yeah. Um, the one that I actually have, because we've, we've sort of had an interesting perspective from uh, the young female pop culture experience, and we've had one from the young male pop culture experience. I have kind of a middle ground one in that till I was, I want to say like 12 maybe 13. It depends how old Glee is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a Glee reference. In the first season of Glee, uh, which is an excellent show, again, another show that people only dislike because it's intended for women. Yeah, I it, agree. Its demographic is predominantly it female. Got a little messy. It got a little messy towards the end, but it's, in the beginning, I liked for it. For what it's... Glee started in 2009. Did it? Wow, you oh, just knew that off the top of your head. Yeah, I used to watch it in college. In college, new episodes of Glee were coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I was a, Wait, how old am I? Anyway, there was an, a point in my life where in the, one of the episodes in the first season of Glee... The cheerleader who gets pregnant, I forget her name. Quinn. Diana Agron's character. Quinn, right? Quinn, Quinn Diana. Diana. Yeah. 
Yeah. Diana Agron and Emma Roberts, two different people? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <Ooh>. yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, both. Um, but yeah, something that she, I believe, references is that men and women want sex just as much as one another. And like, I know that sounds obvious and like an, like an inconsequential statement at this point, but that is constantly miscommunicated to young dudes. You know... And, and women, actually. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's because so, women don't want sex at all. No, we yes, do not. You, it's like God. we just really want to have babies, and so it's something that we have to do to fulfill our like desire to just be moms. Now, I've read some pretty convincing forums online that say that women are just inherently evil, and they're actually trying to trap me into mm. giving me alimony. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or that they don't want to do any jobs that are very difficult uh, out of choice. Yes. Yeah. 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 So like they don't want to be they don't want to enter like, any STEM fields because they just think it's gross <laughs> choosing not to oh, yeah they I'm, instead choose something easy like children <laughs> i forgot that you were the google manifesto person <laughs> yeah, i am james demore himself. <laughs> um no but i'm so happy that you brought that up because um that has always been it, i think it's something that still needs to be debunked for the oh, yeah. majority of adults like men and women alike um and it's so frustrating as a woman like to come up against that stereotype of like yeah, we do want to have sex just as much as men well, do. Treating women's sexuality, and, and again, we're, we're generalizing to a pretty heteronormative setup, yeah. and, and that's just the limitations of people on the show today. We'll probably do a follow-up episode with, we'll definitely do a follow-up episode with somebody from the LGBT community so we can get more perspective, but the sexual dynamics as defined by years of patriarchal dominance have created this world where female sexuality is like, just acceptance it's just mm-hmm. like fine well you've earned it or like the guy gets back from the pub and he's like come on baby give me a yeah. little love and the lady's yeah. like fine you oh you took me on a nice vacation you've earned sex right. like, yeah oh god sex oh. is for men it's and so women gross. are fine with it and if they yeah. really love you they'll enjoy it <laughs> yeah the entitlement yeah the entitlement is like so gross but also like there's men that are less interested in sex than some women are like it's just yeah people just <laughs> are different yeah imagine <laughs> Not. That's the takeaway. I, I don't buy it. This <laughs> doesn't matter. People like some things more than other people do. Like, I mean, I could get into a whole thing about how it's just wild that women aren't allowed to have any sexual agency because then that makes them a harlot. Or a- yeah. <laughs> I believe that's what they get called. <laughs> you know, when you're out on a night out and there's some rough lads, they're like, you, you bloody harlot. <laughs> Look at that strumpet. <laughs> and they hop in their carriage and right away. Yeah. I fucking thought... squib. <laughs> I they hop in their carriage and ride back to the 1920s. <laughs> I thought a strumpet was like a pastry for the longest time. Like a crumpet. <laughs> it's an erotic crumpet. Yeah. Mm, well, that sounds nice, actually. Yeah, no, I, I thought you could kill people with a bun. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you can. It's just a very slow process. <laughs> it's slower and a lot messier. Yeah. Um. You can get a celiac with a bun. Uh, which is why I'm raising money for bun control. <laughs> There's an episode title. <laughs> bun control. Wait, I want to get in back into the things that you feel are inhibiting you both from having getting into relationships. Right now? Honestly, but also... 
I think we kind of covered it in the, the, like, I'm a disqualifier and Jarvis is a... Yeah, I mean, like, the main thing for me is that, yeah, is that I'm a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, like, this is going to sound sad, but, like, I just don't, like, the, I, the, the, I did, there's just not, it doesn't seem like it's, like, happening for me, you know? So, it's, it's like, I, if it happens, cool, but, like, I just don't, you know, I'm on dating apps and that doesn't seem to be going anywhere and, like... There's not like I'm not meeting a whole lot of new people, and so it's just like the pipeline isn't very like big. I'm not in a rush or anything, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just not. Ha- it's just not in the cards right now. At some point in the future, I think it would be fun to do like a follow up episode with Elizabeth where you review our dating profiles yes. with your love guru skills. And by this point, you will have set up your blog again and will be providing love advice. I think I, I, well, my blog is still up. I just need to convert it back into a love advice blog. Hell yeah. That'll be your homework for the week. Hey. And speaking <laughs> well, of homework, going to this. Yeah, yeah. You want to give some homework to our listeners this week? They got a lot to chew on. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot to chew on here. And that's, that's the, the end. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Um, no, I, I think for, uh, for the listeners who want to take a more active role in their sad boys listenership, the homework for this week is to write in the thing that is keeping you from your goals. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, the homework for this week is to write in some of your dating misconceptions that you had. Maybe they're from the media. Maybe they're from, I don't know, your friends or your parents or maybe they're still screwing with you right now. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it. Maybe it's that you fell in love with us and that you mm. can never find a love as potent or powerful as listening to Sad Boys every week. Where, Jordan, can these uh, these listeners, these uh, stalkers, I believe, these stalkotapos. <laughs> oh I, yeah, I mean, it's done. It's canon. I, I, it's not up to us whether or not that becomes one of the names because I like it being Stocko. <laughs> I, I I like the idea that Sad Boys is is recorded in a living room uh, with blinds that are open <laughs> and the, our listeners are 25 feet away in another building with binoculars <laughs> peering in on our intimate discussion. I also can't wait to have a Choco Taco after this. I don't believe they really exist and I'm excited <laughs> to see the evidence via photograph. Elizabeth... Why don't you tell us where the hell people can send stuff to sad boys? Um, so if you have a carrier pigeon, mm-hmm. that could work. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, that carrier pigeon could like send a tweet. Yeah. I, no, I, I just Googled it and carrier pigeons went extinct uh, in like the 80s. Oh, heck. Okay. Sad. Well, in that oh. case, I guess you could just use the internet at uh, via email. You can contact us at sadboyspod at gmail.com. On Twitter, you can hit us up at sadboyspod. On Facebook, you can find us at Sad Boys. Is that correct? And if you're looking for our website, well, that's sadboyspod.com. Hell to the yes, Jarvis. I hate Sad Boys. How can I just get more Elizabeth? <laughs> um, you can follow me at Seamlessly Lovely, which is my Instagram and my Tumblr. Mm. So if, <laughs> if, you... if you go back far enough. <laughs> You can find all my deep darkest secrets. Yeah, how, I don't how know. far back would you have to go to find the dating? Oh stuff? God, I don't know. I I feel like at least 
I honestly don't think I've talked about anything since Aaron and I started dating. So like four years ago. <laughs> now, uh, Jordan, you asked me and Elizabeth answered. So I say, Elizabeth, where could you find Jarvis's uh, internet persona if you were interested? Mad. Now you answer. Oh. Okay. <laughs> now uh, I address Elizabeth and now Jordan answers. Okay. Uh, I'm going to address the cat as I answer. <laughs> Diva, you can find Jarvis's contact as known by Elizabeth at Jarvis on Twitter at Magic Jarvis on Instagram? That's correct. Hell to the yes. What's the YouTube? On YouTube, Diva, you can find Jarvis at Jarvis Johnson. That's me. And you just released a hot new video that's getting quite a bit of traction, my friend. That's why it's I really good. don't code anymore. Oh, it's a, a great trailer. video. That's fine. It's a big spoiler. And uh, I'm in it, briefly, if you mm-hmm. want some of me. And we might be shooting another one this weekend. That should be fun. Which will mostly be me. Yeah. This will be why I don't code ever. (laughs) Why I never coded in the first place. (laughs) I'm still done. (laughs) Um, So with that done, I think that's the end of Sad Boys? Yeah. uh, I think we finally wrapped up our 21 episodes of topics and there's just nothing more to say. Well, I mean, the thing that was bringing me sadness is like not knowing while I'm not in a relationship and now that's been answered by the love guru. So, love guru. You're welcome. What's next, love guru? Uh, I think you need to delete all your dating apps. Uh, just like travel really far away from society. And yeah, die alone. Oh, cool. That was the wrap up to that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe there was some sort of profound discovery. I, I'm feeling a journey catharsis, that I went on. but I don't know why. Huh. I feel a sense of closure. Dying? I can, give, I can give a profound wrap up. Okay. Yeah, just... Continue to follow the things that bring you joy and love in your life. And the people that are meant to be in your life will follow. The love guru. The love guru. Now, we end every episode of Sad Boys with a particular phrase. Elizabeth, we're going to need your help on this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, I want everybody listening to say it out loud regardless of location. I know for a (laughs) fact that Erin Boyle was because she a real motherfucking listener. Yeah. I don't know who that guy was. <laughs> Sounds constipated. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the uh, that's the Jarvis that Elizabeth portrayed. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Yeah, I'm learning C plus <laughs> plus. We, we love, love you. you, and we're so sorry. Boo! boo. So boo. <laughs>